0: Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theatre. Tonight's story is a tale of three individuals simply trying to make their way at the edge of the galaxy. Presenting, Vagrant Raiders. join the group aboard the Vagrant's Mistress on their journey towards uh, Shishero 5, one of the moons of the gas body Shishero, after receiving a message, uh, a request for a visit from your good friend uh, Yerkes Denago, your uh, financer, if you will. Heading to uh, Shishero, it's an uneventful trip uh, that you left from Karadeff. And uh, you arrive to the moon there, uh, coming down to the city of Gallusport, one of the main cities there on the moon, and down to the uh, starport there. Gallisport, uh, the capital city of the Cher Sheryl system, very heavily settled with massive industrial complexes uh, amidst crowded population centers. The twin planets, as the moons are called, uh, have never been terribly high-tech, and demand for their slightly outdated products has dropped sharply, though the cheap cost of labor offsets this to some degree. On the verge of uh, economic collapse, the moons are home to uh, very corrupt governments, and various criminal organizations have begun to fund the retirements of elected officials, and as a result, the streets of Shishero 5 are essentially ruled by gangs. You know that, uh, Kel, uh, you know that Yurkus. Uh, he has a few different locations about the city, but uh, he's generally found a small little kind of a cantina joint just on the edge of the uh, commercial sector and the wealthy residential area, uh, Zone 12 as it is. You guys can give me, um, give me lore checks all around.
1: Roll the 20 plus four, so 24 total. Very
0: nice. 12 12 plus 11, 23
2: total. Lizard brain superior.
3: 10 10 plus two,
2: 12. Only by this much, TT. Only by this much. It's enough.
0: All right, so uh, the droid and uh, the Trandoshan, you would. Uh, Be pretty familiar with the layout of the city. Uh, You guys coming into the starport there, uh, just on the upper side of that dark section in the bottom right, going around the corner there of the bay, uh, uh, the commercial sector and wealthy uh, zone 12 is where the cantina is. So within uh, Gallusport there, you once you arrive to the spaceport you know that you can head towards uh, his likely hangout uh, the mellow wampa so we begin with you all arriving into Gallusport.
2: uh yes captain the uh, the mellow wampa is our destination yes they are famous uh. for their twice-fried mon calamari taco
3: you know surprisingly a lot about uh, food and drinks everywhere we seem to go, but you don't actually eat, 4D. What's, uh, what's your fascination with uh, organic uh, sustenance, as it were?
1: It's, it's a little odd, yes.
2: It's a scientific study brought to me by one of the social scientists that I used to work for.
1: Oh, ever the socialite,
2: well, I see. Well, when the scientists would go to their mixers, they would have to know which dish to, pr- to, uh, to gain access to in order to make their presence known among the wealthy and able to fund their projects. So I would help them with that. You do not find it useful, sir. No?
3: Um, when it looks like I'm starting to have a little bit too much and going to have uh, enough for a hangover the next morning, you can uh, warn me. We'll find some value in that.
1: Noted. Noted, Captain. Noted. If I have to deal with you hungover again. I'm not going to be happy.
3: Uh, yeah, we need to uh, go visit Yerksis over at the uh, Melawampa. See what uh, what he wants. Got a few credits here I can uh, give him. See if that keeps him off our back for a little while. But don't want to spend much more time here than we have to. This is a uh,
1: not my favorite area to uh spend time in let's keep uh, keep an eye out especially when we're talking to him you know how crafty he can be and on as they say that as as we're kind of landing and coming in to start prepping for a little talk with yerkis i am going to start giving helpful tips and advice to our group on how to be able to spot body language and how that can affect how someone's intentions and whatnot. Be, it'll be useful when we're encountering someone like Yerkus. So I'm going to sage advice everyone for insight. Little things in their body language can really mean a lot. A slight My shaking of photos. a hand, some perspiration around the neck. It all becomes single- predator and prey eventually.
2: My single photoreceptor will be focused where you want it, TD.
1: Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. I have ever, ever the faith in you. You're very skilled at defusing social situations. And I'm going to be completely honest, I don't know if that was an insult or not.
0: From the starport to head over towards the Mellowampa, short but necessary, uh, ride via transport taxi of the sort uh, which you can easily hail from the starport over that way uh, at the bottom of the commercial sector. There's a decent divide. Uh, You kind of see where where things begin to transition between that that commercial area and then the drastic change into the wealthy area, Zone 12. For this part of the of the galaxy at least, you know comparatively to the rest of the galaxy, uh, still the wealthy here definitely have a different uh, different way of living than others here, uh, even within the city. As you make your way through through this part of town, uh, you head towards uh, the Mewampa. It's a pretty nondescript place, especially from the outside. But uh, you know, place uh, you've been, potentially been before, and and know that uh, it can get pretty lively inside.
1: So the name is somewhat of a misnomer. All right,
3: looks like uh, looks like we're here. When we get in here, uh,
1: just hell does like, the talking.
3: Well, I'll do my best. But as uh, I was gonna say, like you mentioned, Didi, just uh, keep our eyes open. I don't put anything past Yerksis and his uh, crew on trying to pull anything.
1: Mm, absolutely. As
0: you head in uh, to the to the entrance of the Mellowampa, a large humanoid figure, red skin with a large dark horn sticking off to one side of his head, the other one uh, another horn, but it's more of a stump. A figure that... Uh, You would all recognize as a Deveronian, likely running into at least one of their kind before in your travels. And uh, just kind of arms crossed, uh, very much filling up the doorway, looking down at you all as you come in. Just giving you an expectant look of basically state your business.
3: Here to uh, talk with Yurkus.
0: He stares at you intently, looks over your shoulder, Kel, to... Trandoshan and the droid accompanying you and says, and who is it that you are?
3: Name's uh, Kel Vanix. is expecting us. So if uh, there are any questions, perhaps we could get to business and uh, be
0: on our way. Easy, easy, friend. We'll make sure that you're on the guest list. And he turns. You see him uh, reach up to kind of like an ear a uh, little piece, a uh, communicator, and uh, he mumbles a few things uh, back and forth. You can see his head nod, and he turns back and he says, All right, welcome. Steps aside and gestures to let you into the cantina.
1: And um, Yeah, Didi will give a slight nod to him as they head in. He, on the way by,
0: Datish, give me a quick perception check. 17. 17 uh you pick up a little bit that he the um the doorman uh he just kind of sniffs at you or something just kind of scowls as you walk by as uh, you kind of catch wind of of him just scowling at you for whatever reason uh you kind of growl back and uh you definitely kind of catch him off guard um that he wasn't uh, expecting the pushback.
1: Yeah, as they walk past, she kind of grins and laughs a little bit.
0: <laughs> you come into the uh, the cantina proper, and uh, it's very dark and dim. There is some recorded music playing in the background uh, through some pretty poor-quality speakers. Uh, definitely a, a solid din of the crowd as, as different patrons are uh, conversing, drinking, and whatnot, and uh, you can see various groups uh, in the shadows, uh, a couple bartenders, two humans that uh, match the rough look of the place themselves, uh, serving drinks as well as you come in.
3: As um, as we come in, do we see Yerxus or like, I don't know if he's at a table somewhere, or if he has like an area we typically would find him in?
0: Generally, you know that he is, uh, you know, he kind of has like a private room, uh, that you ask about and then get let in.
3: Okay. Kel will walk up to the, uh, the bar and, uh, wave Dedesh over and, uh, to the bartender. A couple, uh, drinks if you don't mind, and it'll put a couple credits on the, uh, bar.
0: What do you have?
3: i'll just uh I'll just take an ale
1: rava if you have it
0: coming right up turns grabs a couple glasses pours your beverages and uh slides them over to you taking the uh credits giving you a nod
1: can't look over. Expect me to put up with Yerkis sober
3: Kell look over to uh 4d and say uh i didn't ask if they had any Lubricants or uh, oil on the uh, menu, but uh, perhaps there's something for the, for the droids.
2: I'm I'm good, sir. Don't worry about it. However, I would recommend the tonare wine going forward. The ales in this part of the sector are not uh, particularly
1: sterilized well. I understand your knowledge, but do not start questioning my <laughs> my beverage choices.
0: Bartender looks up as well and says. Uh... This one's got a lot of opinions.
1: He's
3: uh, smart for his own good. That may be uh, true, uh, 4D, but, uh, but it's cheap. And we gotta hold on to all the cards we can get.
0: Where I'm from, as long as it's cold, it's good.
1: Here's to that, taking another drink. That's interesting, Bartender,
2: since most Gamorian devised ales are actually served warm or room
1: temperature or perhaps we're too far away from the core for you to be knowledgeable in such things. Please, please don't take offense to what he's saying. He really doesn't know any better.
0: (laughs) Give me a a persuasion check.
1: Persuasion, yeah,
2: that's an 11.
0: Oh. (laughs) You see the bartender's face just, uh, he's turning beet red, uh, which is tough to tell underneath his kind of dark leathery exterior as it is, but uh, it's there and but at the last second he just you can see that he just the air uh is deflated as he he just doesn't want to deal with it and he says whatever he, he realizes why am i even arguing with a droid and uh <laughs> he just kind of just kind of nods and walks away
3: well he uh, he caught on quicker than i did it took me several months to realize sometimes you just don't respond to your 4d
2: that's just been wrong sir
3: no just we, we've really got to work on the uh, the social encounter programming in your uh unit there
1: too much time as scientists i'm afraid sir too much time as scientists spent too much time in a lab not talking to people
0: at this point a a hand uh comes up onto Deidish, uh your shoulder and uh, as you turn around you would see a scruffy uh looking human that uh, he's got a, a you know a couple scars on his face uh looks uh definitely looks worse for wear but uh but still not somebody to mess with i mean he definitely looks like he can carry himself he says uh good to see you kel yorkus is waiting for you lead the way and you would recognize this gentleman as oris uh one of uh yorkus's main uh you know kind of henchman's he uh he goes and grabs uh grabs your drink uh from in front of you at the table gives it a sniff quick little taste says uh i'm not much one for uh for the ales here but teach their own and he heads back around the bar to a doorway at the back into a uh, dimly lit hallway that uh, you can hear as you follow along uh, you can hear s- some different music Uh, but more music and uh, some conversation Uh, a bit more jovial multiple people and eventually uh, you come to a a small room that is uh, definitely much more decorated than elaborate than uh, the rest of the cantina uh, with some uh, colorful couches uh, cushions and and things like that and um, there's uh, there's a few different patrons in here Few sets of uh, different females, uh, I mean, humans, uh, other Twi'leks, other species as well. Uh, very attractive looking people in here. Uh, some other thugs or other hench- henchmen uh, like Oris s- just kind of standing around seemingly to watch, uh, keep a watch out of everything. And then there uh, in the back corner, in kind of a, you know, this couched area, uh, is Yerkus. As you uh, enter the room, uh, he looks up from uh, the table and, and the couple of uh, arm candy that he's hanging out with currently, acknowledges you guys coming in. Cal, so glad you could make it. Please, join me. He gestures towards the uh, seats nearby.
3: He'll uh, sort of silently nod his head to uh, yerxus and... Uh... Yeah, walk over to the seating area that he uh, gestured
1: towards, and uh, take a seat. Dash will do the same, kind of leaning back a bit, nicer chairs.
0: As he has a seat, he turns uh, to you, Dash and says, Dee uh, Dee, good to see you as well. He then turns to um, a human female that's uh, kind of leaning up on him and says, uh, Rena. Please, if you would excuse me, I have some business. He claps his hands, and uh, he yells out to the room as well. Everyone, please. It's time for me to meet with my associates. And uh, quickly, everyone seems like they know that it's it's business time, and, and they they kind of clear the room. Uh, you are left now with just yourselves, Yerkes, and then uh, two other... Uh, of his henchman um, Oris and uh, one other figure so Cal how are things?
3: Uh, things are things are going well just uh, did a uh, little job right before you uh, reached out but uh, business is going well how are things uh, how are things here?
0: oh they are good Things are good.
3: Looked like the uh Imperials have really stepped up their presence there on uh Kardef.
0: Yeah, they They sure trying to throw their uh their weight around these parts uh, for some reason. Kind of a uh, little bit of a thorn in my side at times.
1: Highest scrutiny going through borders.
0: There is, uh, maybe some opportunity though in that area.
3: And, uh, just what kind of opportunity you, uh, talking about?
0: Well, when a, when a group like that tries to tighten their grip, there's resistance, it's just natural. And I'll see potential opportunity to at least play one of those sides for now. I don't really care what happens either way, as long as I can sell whatever they're buying. But I just need people to get it to them." He kind of gives you a pointed look as he says that.
3: Well, you know uh, we know our way around the sector, that's for sure. What, uh, what exactly are you looking to have delivered?
0: Hell, I'd be worried that you might not might not be so keen on that if I tell the story. Or if I give you all the information. Guess I just want to gauge your interest first. How's, uh, how's the mistress doing these days? Still, uh, still making it through?
3: Yeah, she's, uh, still flying. She's good for what she
0: is. Well, you've done good for me, Cal. And uh this opportunity here could be quite a substantial uh, cut into our arrangements. Take a lot off your back.
3: Well now this conversation's going somewhere. just uh, <laughs> how much are you talking about?
2: Well,
0: I expect that uh, you've got a little something for me today after your recent run to Cardf. We and do. after that, see about cutting things in half.
1: Eyes kind of widen a bit.
3: <laughs> well, can't uh, can't lie, it uh, does have a nice ring to it. But uh,
0: why us? You do good stuff for me, Cal. You're a good runner. You're uh, not too suspecting as well. Definitely some value in that. Have to uh, imagine,
3: though, with if- you willing to take that much off what we owe you? This, uh, cargo isn't just your run-of-the-mill foodstuffs or raw materials.
0: Yeah, what's the point of living if you ain't gonna take a risk once in a while?
3: But uh, it depends if that risk puts a, uh, damper on the living part.
1: What are we hauling?
0: So impatient, Datish.
1: Just interested to hear what you have to say.
0: I've got, uh, some potential rebel activity that's kind of, uh, sparked up. As, uh, you might have, uh, caught wind with the, uh, little bit of increased Imperial presence. They're, uh, looking to get suited up. I've got, uh, I've got wind of, of some supplies. Just need to take them out, uh, Drop them off to Delphi, and that's that.
3: These uh, supplies in Zone 5, they're yours or uh, do you be procured from somebody else's hands?
0: They're on the up and up in that regard. Just uh, some repulsor lift bikes. Kind of does some air quotes as he says that. Uh Uh-huh. As you uh, study the Twi'lek, Dadish, uh just your little bit of relationship you guys have with him anyway. Uh, he's likely up to something, scheming, whatever, but um, th- there's definitely more to it uh, with, with what he's saying. Um, y- you can probably assume that, you know, these bikes, that's the cover uh, for whatever the real, real cargo is. And, uh, you know... Just kind of in the grand scheme of things of the conversation, it, definitely some serious cargo, given what he's willing to compensate you with.
1: For half off our debt, we wouldn't be just doing repulsor bikes. What's the catch?
0: You're a quick one, he uh, says snarkily. As I said, a little bit of a resistance growing out here in the cluster and that uh, resistance needs a way to push back, and this cargo is just that.
1: You can just say weapons.
0: He kind of raises his glass, takes a takes a heavy sip with a smile. You can tell that he he enjoys this little game that he he's playing. Just yeah, kind I just,
1: of... just roll their eyes.
3: <laughs> so a uh, little. Simple pickup and delivery for uh, half off. What we owe you, a year.
0: Absolutely, just that easy. Another big wide grin. Of course, you don't have to. I mean, you can go back to these ones and twos, uh, trying to smuggle whatever, deliver whatever around the system. You know, eventually you pay things off at that rate.
3: Well, uh, as much as I enjoy these little visits, no offense, but uh, the sooner I've got things paid off with you, the uh, better I'll feel.
0: As much as I love that interest.
3: Tell you what, uh, for half off what we owe you, and uh, when we get back, you have one of your guys give the, uh, give the vagrant's engines a uh, little tune up, make sure she's flying right. And uh,
1: you might have yourself a deal.
0: Give me a persuasion check.
1: I want a critical analysis, everyone. Seeing this whole encounter go down, they just kind of lean back a little further, flicking their eyelids until they're kind of seeing more in their infrared with their trandosian biology. Just looking back from Kel to Kel to Yurkis, seeing their heat and everything, just just kind of focusing on them and trying to, with her with with her body language, give Kel as much of an advantage as she as he can in this encounter. Just kind of giving Yurkis a look.
3: Kel will Kel will hold on to that, given what he rolled and uh-huh. his. And his expertise in persuasion.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I was just, I was just trying to be careful.
3: That was good. I, I like better safe than sorry. But uh, yeah, no, let's keep a, it, save it. Oh, well, it's a twenty-seven.
1: Oh yeah,
0: we're fine. Seventeen nice. plus ten for the expertise. <laughs> we're fine. You see, Yerkus, his his glass to his lips, uh, deep in thought. That, uh, reluctance washing over his face sets his cup down and he looks at you across the table. All right, Cal. I think, uh, I think we can manage that. We'll get, uh... We'll get the mistress humming nice and good as long as you get the job completed. You have a deal. You see his, uh... His uh, head tail, his right one, you know, has been kind of like gesturing along uh, as he put he puts a hand out to shake. His right side tendril kind of mimics that as well.
3: Kel will uh, sort of look to Daydash and over to 4D and kind of just, uh, you know, shrug his shoulders a little bit like, well, not sure if it's a great idea or not, but thinking to himself, the pay, payoff's too, uh, too good to uh, turn down, so he'll reach out his hand and uh, shake Yurgis's
1: hand. Yeah, Dennis will turn and give 4D kind of a similar shrugging look as as Kel shakes his hand.
2: 4D's just been kind of uh, stoically sitting behind uh, or standing behind where uh, the captain's seated. His photoreceptor is just sort of surveying the room, he's emotionless.
0: Yurkus, after pulling back from the handshake, says, uh, It's good to see you again, Cal. Appreciate this. Have, uh, have Oris fill you in on the details on your way out.
3: All right, that's a pleasure doing business with you as always, Yurkis.
0: Pleasure's always mine.
3: Ain't that a fact?
0: So he kind of goes back, and uh, he lets out uh, two more loud claps, and people start uh, eventually kind of start filtering back into the room. Uh, You know, many of the patrons that you had saw previously, uh, including you know the the one uh, arm candy that uh, was gushing over him earlier. Uh, Brenna uh, runs over and and takes her seat at his side again. And Oris steps forward to escort you guys out. Uh, on the way, he provides the specific information on the job. So essentially, I uh, need to head into uh, Zone 5. Uh, he's got specific coordinates of a uh, warehouse, essentially, that has the supply. Uh, you need to grab those and then uh, get it out to your ship. And then from there, once loaded and uh, off-planet, uh, off-system, you will then head to the system of Delphi.
2: So as Orris is explaining the uh, details to the captain, uh, I think 4D is going to take the sage advice uh, scenario that <clears throat> DD has uh, coached him on and sort of run an analysis uh, insight-wise on all the peoples they're kind of funneling back into what's going on, seeing if there's anything suspicious in the crowd. Again, not paying attention to Oris, but kind of paying attention to everything else.
0: What kind of suspiciousness or what what would be some specifics that you're after?
2: Just like he was directed, all of the body language, looking for people who were maybe a little too anxious to get right back to the conversations that they were going on, uh, kind of we're really looking for spies, right? Like, this is scrutinizing where, this is... everybody. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That takes me to
0: a 20. Okay. So, as you guys are heading out following Oris uh, in 4D, you're just scanning the crowd as they come back in. Um, they, they quickly kind of just get back to where they are, where they were before. Um, they all seem just like genuine guests of Yurkus. You know, they just seem to be people that are, you know, entourage uh, loosely or whatever. And you know, Yurkus is definitely a man with some some power and and whatnot, influence. And these people are lucky enough to to be around him. Um, they're, you know, what their specific functions are in relation to him. Uh, you know, some are for entertainment. Some could be, you know, you know, like Oris and, and the other. Larger henchmen, uh, probably some muscle. So, yeah, nothing seems uh, otherwise peculiar.
1: Ever watchful, ever watchful.
2: So, once we're sort of out of the room and after Oris has provided everything, just kind of give Captain a, a recap. There appeared to be no individuals amongst Yurkas's party that were either rebel or imperial spies.
1: Glad to hear it. Really taking my advice to heart, I see. Was that not the intention, T.D.? Oh, no, it was. I just didn't expect you to be so exuberant about it. Thorough, dedicated, you know, droid-like. Mighty appreciated.
0: You guys are led back through the uh, front uh, main cantina area and... If, uh, yeah, you're, you're left there. Oris gives you a nod and, and just, uh, kind of a dry, uh, wish of good luck and you're left to back in the cantina, whether you want to stay and have another libation or two or head on your way.
3: Well, as much as I'd love to stay and, uh, enjoy some drinks and entertainment here, uh, Probably need to keep our wits about us if we're heading into uh, Zone 5. Not the
1: uh, not the best neighborhood. Plus, we probably need to prepare the ship since we're actually transporting something we don't want caught. Yeah, this
3: has me uh, a little concerned for Yerkes to wipe away half of what we owe him. It's no small thing for him. Either the Basically.
1: rebels are paying a lot or he's getting something big out of this. And knowing Actively.
3: him, he's probably got a pretty decent payday coming out of this, but uh, still, it's going to be a little more risky, I think, than the uh, the drop we just made at uh, Carideff, that's for sure. This time, if the Imperials start scanning the ship, I don't think uh, they're going to walk away without finding something.
2: A more opportune scenario to reach out to your new friend, sir. Perhaps there would not be complicit scenario with Yurkus
3: and the rebels. Well, that's a thought but, uh, not sure trading Yurkus in for the Imperials is any, uh,
1: any bargain. Here's the thing. If if our drop is the one where they get the information, he's gonna know exactly who sold him out.
3: That is true as well and, uh, Imperials will charge you with a crime Crime lords—they hold grudges. It's a whole different ball game.
1: I'd love to criff up your case as much as the next person, but we have to play this smart. That being said, depending on how
3: things go, if uh, that bit of information to get a hold of Baron is uh, of use, we always have that uh, side we can play.
1: Side door if things go badly. Exactly. Smart as always. Is the Vagrant prepared for a more subtle drop like this?
3: Well, she's is uh, prepared she's gonna be for this particular run. She's got let's a few, hope... uh, few
1: tricks available. Let's, let's hope we can finagle those weapons good enough. We don't have to take the side door, let's just not have our debt gone. That definitely does uh, sound appealing.
3: Really don't enjoy these unprompted uh, communication calls from Yerksis reminding us about what we owe him.
1: He just likes to flaunt it in our face, makes him feel all high and mighty. Until, and until and until we don't know him anything, we'll have to indulge him.
3: Well, if you uh, if you're all ready, I say we get over to Zone Five and see uh, what these repulsor bikes are all about
0: so as you guys uh as you guys get ready to head out of the the cantina and head your way towards zone five once again another another trip uh via transport short but still necessary the driver thanks you for uh you know the ride to purchase and uh says uh you'll be careful out there i'm uh um spiders be uh, running around these parts uh, pretty heavily.
1: More of a problem lately? No, not more of a problem, just still a problem. Status quo. Sorry to hear it.
0: <laughs> just, uh, you lot, you know, you can tell when the out-of-towners are here and generally easy targets.
1: I'll keep it in mind.
0: So you dropped off uh, about a block, just uh, given the layout of of the area, uh, about a block away from the designated warehouse to go and pick up your cargo. You know that uh, it's loaded up on a a vehicle for you to uh, transport it over to the starport to then get it aboard your ship. So that part is taken care of, uh, but you just have to get to it first here and head it out quite the
3: uh, place for Yerksis to keep a warehouse right in the middle of uh, spider territory.
1: He's either confident or stupid, and half the time I can't tell the difference with him.
3: That is true. Part of me wonders if we're not actually stealing these supplies, but uh, I guess that's uh, all part of the job. Don't ask too many questions.
1: One way or another, we'll find how much he was keeping from us.
3: Like the driver said, this is Keep a, keep a watchful eye out for, uh, for anybody taking too much of an interest in what we're doing here.
1: Yeah, on that, honestly, they'll probably sling. They've had kind of a bow caster slung around one shoulder, and they'll kind of swing it underneath. It's just kind of be resting with one arm on it. Uh, Todd, it, is it possible
2: to uh, pull up some information about the spiders and get some background, maybe via investigation or something? really need access to a terminal or something for that
0: in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably need, uh, need some kind of a hollow net type access or whatever to see what's out there. Um, you, I I would say datish in yourself for D just through some travels and then, um, you know, coming back here and dealing with Yerkes a little bit, there's potential for some familiarity with them so if uh you and datish would like you can give me a uh we'll do lore checks again see what you can find out
1: that's a 12 for me 23
0: all right so you would know uh about this gang here in gallusport that uh they're actually you know quite an icon in the city um they, they've kind of been a, a culmination of smaller gangs uh, brought together uh, under the spiders' colors. They're they're pretty uh, ruthless group. And, uh, you know, the, for the negative uh, connotations of a swoop gang, uh, ruthless, calculating, uh, you know, terrorists, those types of things. They, they definitely have strong control over this zone, uh, and some portions of some of the surrounding areas, doing their best to subvert uh, other gangs nearby. So that's uh, that's that's definitely kind of the you know words on the street uh, of of this particular group.
2: So I just gently remind the captain of the colors and you know uh, visual clues that would lead us to spider gang members as we kind of head towards the warehouse.
0: And you would know that uh, they generally uh, dress in, in, you know, black or dark clothing, uh, and they uh, display bright uh, red and yellow markings would be the two other significant, uh, you know, colors of their group. So you approach the uh, warehouse there. It's pretty quiet uh, currently. Uh, You know, this is really just kind of a warehouse uh, district, and uh, so mostly storage, things like that. Not much activity. Uh, You head to the warehouse. uh, There is a couple large loading doors that are closed and then uh, sets of uh, normal entrance doors uh, that you can uh, get to. You have been provided with uh, an access code to get into that.
3: Well, looks like... uh... This is a spot, and Kel will walk up to, I guess, the entrance door there for, with the key card and uh, swipe in.
0: Okay. You are able to do that uh, with a acknowledging beep. Uh, the door access uh, acknowledges your code, and you can hear the click of the unlock, and uh, that opens up. Uh, as you're doing that, um, you and the other two as well, if you want, give me perception checks.
1: 21.
2: 13.
0: 14. All right. Datish, as you're kind of just uh, keeping an eye out as, as uh, Kel moves forward to uh, open up the door and head in, one of the loading doors, it seems that it's it's it has a slight... Tilt to it, like it's it's crooked, like it didn't come down flush, like uh, one end is slightly up. It's it's
1: out of alignment. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. It's it's essentially closed, but you can see a little bit of that in the one of the loading doors.
1: They'll kind of um, as they're and as they're first entering, they'll slap Kel's arm a little bit, go like, <laughs> look over there. Something misaligned going down. I don't know. Something to keep an eye out of.
3: Yeah, um, Keep that bowcaster ready in case uh, somebody got here before us and didn't have one of these and Kel kind of just wave the uh,
1: the key card in his hand. Yeah, they'll give an acknowledging nod kind of checking in their bag as well to make sure their mask is on the top.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, otherwise, you're heading into the warehouse
1: uh, after- from Would you like
2: me to analyze all possible ambush scenarios before we head in?
3: Go for it. Never turned down a good uh, ambush analysis.
1: I thought we were the anxious ones. There's a 17% chance that we're being set up, sir. Only 17? I'm impressed.
2: Perhaps a droid should go in first.
1: Dennis will, like, take a step back and, like, grandly gesture their arms to 4D through.
3: It's not not a bad idea there, 4D. Um, You know, maybe you could lower yourself to play the part of a uh,
2: simple loading droid. Oh, Captain, you're confused. He pulls a small tracking droid from his his, uh, harness and says, not me, this poor creature. When did you build that? When did you have the time to build that? So, Todd, I'll I'll activate the Tracker Droid interface tech casting power.
0: All right. So you uh, pull out your DRK-1 Tracker Droid, initiate that, and uh, send it off into the... Uh, the warehouse. When you open the door and send it in, uh, there is lighting on in here. It's not uh, it's not darkness, um, so there, there's there's enough lighting to kind of see what's going on. And if you want, you can give me a quick perception check yourself before you send the droid in.
2: Uh, Twenty four for me.
0: Very nice. So this is just your initial glance as you look in the room uh, when you send the droid in, and uh, you you see this uh, shipping vehicle uh, kind of in the center of the room. And then there's, there's various uh, shelves and crates and things all over the rest of the room. Nothing significant that you notice, so that's just kind of the layout of uh, what's in there. From that point, uh, you, you stepping back out, closing the door, letting the droid do its thing?
2: Uh, I actually think 4D will sort of keep his head in, sort of scanning the room for any movement as the droid heads out and kind of flies around the, the initial okay. room
0: so have the droid give me a uh give me a perception check
2: droid gets a seven
0: all right so the droid flies around the room and uh scanning a lot of what you've already noticed Uh, unfortunately uh, it's not really providing any additional info uh, that you already kind of saw with your good look around. I mean, it's not picking up on anything that, uh, it, you, know, anything that you can't see. Um, it flies around the room uh, on the path that you can see, or in the front part of the uh, large warehouse, and then it makes its pass towards uh, the backside uh, where things are a little bit more hidden behind the truck, uh, you know, the shipment vehicle and whatnot, and some of the other shelving. Uh, and it does some passes there, and nothing, nothing really sticks out. Uh, It doesn't report anything back. Uh, You see it uh, go past behind the shipment vehicle, and then um, you can see it in the far distance, and then it turns around to make its pass back. As it comes back uh, through behind the ship, or behind the shipment vehicle, you lose connection as you simultaneously hear a heavy metallic thunk. And then the droid uh, and then another thunk as uh, it sounds like the droid uh, fell down to the ground.
2: His head sort of turns around. That test tube head turns around until the photoreceptor's looking right at the captain. We lost the droid, sir.
3: Did you crash it into something again?
2: Sir, I'm not piloting the droid. Oh, it just crashes itself? No, sir. I think it was killed.
1: Eliminated. Kerplunked. So that's what that was. That's Perhaps DD great... should go check it out. Yes, perhaps DD will. <laughs> Hearing that the Tracker Droid went on, um, Dedesh will kind of grab their Bowcaster in both hands. It's, a, it's not of Wookiee design specifically. It's a, it's a different weapon based on the Bowcaster model. But yeah, just brings that into both hands cautiously just start heading in just keeping a very keen eye out everywhere
3: dd uh might be time for that mask of yours you know just look
1: menacing in case he just kind of like clicks a finger back at you like good idea and then takes one hand off to grab the mask and slide it onto their face clipping it on and then retaking their their stance as they just start scanning the room, heading in.
0: You step into the doorway of the warehouse, uh, into the lit, uh, massive room. Uh, you see uh, what uh, what I described earlier, the, the larger shipment vehicle, uh, stacks of uh, shelving and, and other cargo and, and different things throughout the room. Uh, and uh, looking towards the vehicle, you do see on the ground uh, the droid that had... Seemingly been knocked out of the out of the air. As you step in, and uh, what are you doing at this point?
1: Uh, going in quietly, specifically trying to step lightly, and just kind of probably staying around the perimeter mostly, kind of staying in the shadows of the walls. Just if it, I they she they would rather see someone else before they see them.
0: All right, give me a give me a stealth check.
1: That's a sixteen
0: you as you step in uh, you try to stay along the wall there into some of uh, some of the areas that are uh, full of shadows and uh, kind of taking around to the left towards the side of the wall to come around uh, behind the the shipment vehicle to see uh, what could be there you're making your move along that wall and uh, unfortunately it seems that uh, you weren't able to, uh, stay as uh, inconspicuous as you liked as a blaster shot uh, fires out and uh, near misses you and uh, hits into the wall to your side.
1: Just loud growl so everyone can hear it.
0: I'd say likely uh, outside, uh, 4D and Kel, you'd probably hear this as well.
3: Kel will uh, draw his uh, his blaster pistol and... Uh head in
2: sir the odds of an ambush have now increased to 97.4%
3: at uh, the math changed they're pretty quick didn't it 4D
2: i didn't uh, take into consideration that tracking droid might be taken out
1: until just now it's a pretty good indicator of an ambush sir um, seeing a blaster bolt almost hit me can i see where it was coming from
0: yes it uh, came f- towards the direction of uh, behind the the vehicle
1: Do I see anyone explicitly there?
0: Yes. Uh, You see a figure that has stepped out uh, now and has taken a shot uh, at you. So this blaster shot comes at you, Daydash, from nearby the back of this uh, shipment vehicle. And you turn towards that to focus on where it came from. And you see a figure that has stepped out, a human figure with blaster raised at you. You, you see them, and you can hear them kind of turn their head quick uh, behind their shoulder, uh, behind the shipment vehicle, and yell something out, uh, assumedly to two, uh, two other people or somebody else with them. And uh, then the figure turns back to you and lines up their blaster to uh, take another shot at you. As the enemy uh, looks at you and takes the shot, uh, it uh, hits you right in the chest, penetrating a little bit of armor that you have and the pain uh, sears through. Oof. Kel, you are just outside the warehouse as you hear these shots go off uh, from inside.
3: Kel, hearing the uh, the blaster shots and the sounds from uh, Daydash under fire will uh, rush into the warehouse with his blaster pistol drawn and notice the... Figure at the rear of the cargo vehicle and uh, fire his blaster pistol at that uh, individual.
0: So as you uh, you rush in, uh, you line up and just uh, your eyes lock on the target and uh, you just fire right uh, right into the square into the uh, this uh, thug on the other side of the vehicle, seemingly getting a jump on the. The figure here, who is focused on the Trandoshan, uh, you catch them off guard and uh, hit them square with uh, with kind of a little bit of a an attack they weren't expecting from you, Cal. And uh, they let out a massive wail in pain as this shot hits them in a very vital area. Uh, and you can tell that uh, that was a significant hit. And they uh, they lean over in pain.
3: Kel will survey the room, uh, making sure to keep his distance on the the figures and try and find any cover behind any crates or uh, doorways that might be in the area.
0: Yeah, As you look around, it's easy to find, uh, you know, there's plenty of uh, crates and, and shelves and things to to duck behind.
3: Kel will rush to the, uh, the pile of cargo crates that he sees and uh, try to take cover and sort of obscure himself from the, uh, the openings in the warehouse
0: as the, is a figure, uh, behind the shipment container, uh, rise in pain. Uh, Datish, you, uh, catch your own bearings and, uh, you now, uh, look about the situation to see what you can do.
1: Kind of recoiling from the chest shot, just staggering them a little bit. They shake their head to get their bearings back as they scan the area. Deadish runs over, kind of trying to duck behind any kind of cover they can find from the debris and brings their bowcaster up, focusing in their eyes again, going into that more infrared scanning, targeting that one thug who blasted them in the chest, and they're just going to take a heavy bowcaster shot.
0: As you uh, you line up behind the, the crates and makeshift cover, uh, you squeeze the trigger on your caster your bow caster and uh the shot fires out towards this uh figure already in massive pain and you do connect uh and he lets out another cry from the shot
1: yeah, and just uh-huh. seeing seeing that it connected they just quickly pull their bowcaster behind cover again just again trying to get their bearings
0: all right, at this point, uh, you duck down and uh, wait until uh, you have another chance to pop up and uh, survey the situation and uh, hopefully dispatch uh, these, these assailants. Unfortunately, uh, it seems that uh, there is more than one. And another figure comes around uh, the other side of the vehicle. And Kel, you see them uh, pop out from that side as you're in cover. They did notice you uh, come in, and uh, they s- see you behind the crates. Uh, definitely obstructed a little bit, but hoping there's enough of you that they can target. And uh, he uh, pulls up his blaster and takes a couple shots your way. Unfortunately, Kel, the cover you've chosen is not done well enough, and it seems that this, uh, this enemy has uh, a pretty good shot, and is, it finds just enough of you sticking out uh, and tags you. Uh, with both of both of his blaster shots as they uh, penetrate through uh, your armor uh, causing some searing pain the the figure then uh, rolls back behind the shipment vehicle uh, taking some cover uh, and yells something over to his counterpart 4d as you rush in uh, behind. Kel, uh, amidst this chaos of blaster shots going off either direction uh, behind this vehicle. Uh, you, after uh, two of them ring out and seem to find purchase on Kel, uh, you hear a voice from behind the shipment vehicle call out, I don't think it's the spiders. I, I don't know who this is, but something's up. We, we, we got to ditch this.
2: Uh, 4D shuffles across the room, heading straight for the transport rips open the uh tries to rip open the door yells back at the captain these are not spiders captain and then tosses the colto dispenser object off of his harness and it unfurls and vertically ascends spraying colto spray onto the captain and beginning the healing process
0: as you are, as 4D, you are now up uh, against the uh, front of the uh, shipment vehicle here. Uh, y- your device uh, flies over towards uh, Cal. Cal, nearby, you see this thing appear next to you and, and begin to initiate its uh, sequence to, to dispense this uh, healing liquid or, or potion. At this time, uh, the original uh, enemy that uh, has come out has uh, training his blaster across a room has realized uh, that maybe, uh, you know, they're they're in some trouble here. They're not sure really what uh, they're up against. And uh, points a blaster towards you, uh, Dadesh, and just yells out, I don't know who you are, but I think we just have a mix-up. We'll surrender. Just please. Please don't do anything. And uh, you see him slowly put his uh, weapon down and uh, kind of put his hands up. And, and just uh, grabbing his side in massive pain. As he kind of backs up in a little bit of a surrender, uh, Kel, that uh, culto device from 4D does activate, and uh, immediately you are um, covered in the the aura of the healing power. As that uh, kind of seeps into uh, healing your wounds, Kel, uh, you get a little bit... Uh, revigorated back and you hear this uh from this initial assailant uh that they're uh looking for surrender
3: yeah hearing that kel will think well let's find out who uh who these guys are and we'll uh keeping his blaster pistol readied will uh stand up from behind his cover and move out from from behind it so he can look you know straight ahead at the uh person who's, you know, appearing to surrender and uh, say, who uh, who are you guys?
0: You step over and you just see him um, looking and he, you can see he's a little uh, flustered as you come out with your weapons still trained on him. Uh, Dadesh, you as well are able to now kind of uh, react to the situation uh, with this uh, initial uh, enemy uh, seemingly giving surrender.
1: Dadesh will as they were actually reaching for their mask, they'll kind of let the hand fall back a little more as they slowly po- slowly rise out of cover and just give them a give them a look over just to yeah. see how, um, how legitimate he's being.
0: Behind the eyes, the expression of pain, uh, you do see a genuine expression of, of uh, wanting to, to give up and, and not uh, turn this any more bloody than it already is.
1: They'll, they still have their bowcaster in one of the hands, not pointed at them, but pointed kind of at the ground, but they'll be just like, you are not after us.
0: The other one, uh, the other figure then, uh, comes out behind, uh, their counterpart. He has his, uh, he has his blaster in hand, but he slowly puts it into his holster. It just kind of raises one hand and says, uh, no, uh, shall we talk? This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Tune in next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater.